Well, well. Oh, hello, and a sparkly, sparkly good Tuesday to you, uh, my friends. How are you? Great to see you. Thanks for checking in. I got a lot to talk about today, most of it having to do with uh, my wellness. <laughs> it's good. Don't worry about it. It's very good. Uh, I want to wish you a happy, happy Tuesday and just be so excited to talk and sing. Do you know that I was just listening to the Wu-Tang, the 36, up from the 36 chambers. And I feel like everyone that's just checked in is up with the 36 chambers. Now here's what I noticed now, because I am a hip hop listener uh, as of present, but also from the old days, from the nineties, right? And I gotta say, I really, really think we're missing a lot. Now, maybe I should call Offset, you know, the Migos guys. Maybe I should give them a ring because I feel like I have some suggestions. Uh, I was listening to Wu-Tang and you know, they have the skits in between, which I love. I love a hip hop album with the skits in between. That shit, it kills me. It's so fun. Uh, this one, uh, there's a lot of murder and mayhem <laughs> in the streets of Shaolin and, uh, and uh, word is bond, God. And so I was listening and I kept hearing the guys call each other God. And I thought, you know what? That's fucking awesome. Can we bring that back? I know I'm not a black man, but to the black men out there, can we bring back calling each other? Will you call each other God? It just is elevating as shit. You know what I mean? It's really beautiful and Ah, the 90s. You remember the 90s where we, ra they ra not me, but they rapped, everyone rapped about condoms and shit, like my Jimmy hat, woo! And it was funny and silly, like nappy dugouts and, you know, the burn, all the things. There were so many lessons involved. It wasn't just like skirt, skirt. Uh, again, bringing up uh, Offset. Well, he doesn't do the skirt, skirt part, but you know what I'm talking about. Hi, everyone. Oh, it's so delicious to be here. I have so much excitement this week in my life. It, it's kind of, and it's continuing on today. So please, and thank you for being here. Let's talk about going to the amusement park. I went to the amusement park that they have here in Albuquerque. It's called Cliffs, which is like the fucking, <laughs> it's like the most neighborhood. Hey, you go on the cliffs? It just reminded me of like a Brooklyn it reminded me of San Gennaro, the festival in, in uh, Manhattan, <laughs> and Coney Island, a little mix of both, because it was very uh, festive, but it was very local, and it was very kind of mm, small, you know, comparatively to where I've been. And, and, and listen, it's, a, it's exciting for me to learn as a city mouse to learn how the country mice live, and it's awesome. Uh, I will tell you some of the ride's names, the Rattler, and it had a snare, you know, but like, hey, welcome to Cliffs. Don't say any bad words here. There's a lot of kids. There were, there were signs everywhere that said no bad language. And I kept looking at my friend and saying, ooh, I hope no one is listening to me. Uh, also, she and I were the only grown-ups without children there. So thank God we weren't men. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, hey, kid. Nice shorts. <laughs> like, what is happening? Why are we there? I'm used to a very mixed crowd. Uh, 
I loved cliffs. It was it was mostly children, but there's a water park on the on the involved in the side of it. And uh, so anyhow, so I went we went on the Rattler, and it was a you know it had a snake on it, and it was a wooden roller coaster. And I love the Cyclone in uh, Coney Island, which is also a wooden roller coaster. So I was like, hell yeah, let's get on here, and it's all rattly and shit. And I thought, well, f- yeah, it's just gonna rattle because it's made out of wood and nails, which is. <laughs> frightening if you really think about it a wooden roller coaster it's a frightening thing anyhow we get on there and I will say it rattled my teeth my brain like I was like (laughs) I mean it was cartoonish the amount of rattling that went on it wasn't just oh this is hilarious you can hear the thing rattle and shake no I need like seven chiropractic adjustments after riding this fucking ride so I so the rattler was great but it shook us up a lot and when they had a little time it used to be called Uncle Cliffs oh my god Holly uh it's a love to Holly and the and the new one at the at the booboo head at the house hello uh yes Uncle Cliffs, that makes sense, but it sounds creepy. Like, hey, come on in the Uncle Cliffs. You can wear your swimsuit. Nobody's going to bother you. Like, uh, did you want to change into your swimsuit over at Uncle Cliffs? It's very, mm, it's small townish. Uh, but I, from a big, you know, big city lady, I'm like, ooh, that's scary. Like, anything that appears to be kind of uh, friendly small, we're all suspicious of. So even when I visited Albuquerque before moving here, I was so suspicious of you guys. I really, really was insanely confused when I got here and I was taking the bus and I was walking around and I was talking to people and everyone looked me in the eye and everyone told me when I said, oh, I'm thinking of moving here as opposed to LA or New York. If you tell someone you're moving to LA or New York, forget it. It's like a t- they give you a fucking test right there at the moment. Oh yeah, you're moving to New York. You strong enough? You tough enough? You think you can handle it? You got enough fucking, you got some work out there? What's going on? And you moving to LA? Oh, you're moving to LA? Mm, you got an agent? Do you have people there? Because it's like really hard there. Okay, so I tell people, hey, I'm thinking of moving to Albuquerque. And they all go, Oh my gosh, you should. I'll burn this fucking place to the ground. I don't, it's suspicious to me when people are that kind. And now I realize it's actually authentic. Also suspicious, authenticity, because I come from the fakest city on earth. Now we know those of us who are from born and raised in Los Angeles, we're not the problem. We're not the ones that are fake. It's these fuckers that move in from all over the world. And they're like, I'm in Hollywood now. So I have to be like a bitch and a flake. Anyway, Cliff's Amusement Park, what a jam. Uh, We went on the Tilt-A-Whirl, tilted like crazy, whirled like nutty pants, Uh, very nauseous afterwards. My poor friend, she's younger than me, but she said to me after this uh, first ride, she said, oh my God, Jess, I think I'm getting old. (laughs) Welcome. I said, come on, what's the alternative? Underground? You know what I mean? I'm not talking about clubs either. I'm talking about shallow graves um so cliff's amusement park what a what a joy what a blast and and uh we went on the um our favorite of all the rides there uh even though i was pointing to things and going no uh, no i was angry at a couple of rides there was one ride that was just a loop it's just a loop it's just one loop and you're in a car and it's uh it's a fucking family guy or a simpsons or something i it's like the uh favorite of homer or of what you know it just goes like that it just just around and around there's nothing going on you're just going anyway so i was upset at that 
I, I get upset. So we discovered that our favorite ride, uh, and we, we went on it twice, <laughs> because you could, because there's no one standing in line, uh, except for some children, which I wore my mask because I fuck those dirty bastards. <laughs> I mean, not yours, Hall. Huh? Uh, so not anyone here's, of course, but, you know, those stranger kids that I don't know. Stranger danger kids. I don't, I don't know those kids. So our favorite ride was the uh, log ride, the log jam. I don't know what they called it at that place, but it had a really goofy picture of a white man, a white boy, teen, very backwards looking. I'm going to say it right now uh, with the missing teeth and like an umbrella on them. And it says, you will get wet, you know, like on the sign, just in case anybody's like, I got so wet on that ride. And I'm like, hell yeah, I haven't been wet in you know, I mean, by a ride and by my own self, yes. But uh, anyway, we'll get to the other stuff. So we get on this ride, and it's really like a cruise. And my friend is also, <laughs> well, she's part Jewish. But I had to make fun of us and say, oh, my God, of course the Jews love the cruise, the cruise ride. Because it was like, oh, this is very nice. We're just kind of cruising along. It's a blue water. It's a, it's a, it's a lovely uh, uh, day. We're in the sun. You're getting some sunshine. You're getting a view off of the, uh, the top of the ride. And then you get a nice little hill down and a splash and you feel a little cooled off and then you go on with your day. And I thought, oh my God, of course we love the cruise. So we did that twice. And then we went to the children's, uh, area. Well, I don't recall the children's area, but we went to the water area and the, in the water area, it was all kids. And I mean, there were some uh, adults, thank God, but you know, they were parents, but there's me and my friend, like, don't look. And I keep saying stuff like, oh my God, I love the way that little girl looks. Like, stop, stop yelling that. That doesn't sound good nowadays. You know what I mean? When I grew up, you could take a kid from a water park and no one really noticed. You know what I'm saying? Even the parents, even, they didn't notice. But nowadays, shh, quiet. You can't say anything. Ah, I, I go to the parent and I go, I love your daughter's bathing suit. I wish they made it in my size. I'm not like perving out my friend like, look at that girl looks good in that bathing suit. Like that's my, when I grew up, that's what the adults were doing on the side. And nowadays we're kind, we're gentle and respectful. I mean, unless you're a priest or a policeman. Um, so I uh, uh, really enjoyed the water park. It was, uh, there were monkeys everywhere. And I don't, I'm not calling the children monkeys, but there were monkeys all over the place on this water park. And then there was this giant cup that was shaped like a big monkey head. And the cup would fill up from all the water. I don't know what they were recycling the water. I was frightened of the water. I will tell you, I went on one of the slippy slide things. But first of all, I'm not a water per I don't swim very well. Is the You're not going to drown in a pool. Well, you might drown in a, in a, <laughs> you might drown in a slide. How could you, how, you, this much water you could drown, right? So anyway, so I'm like, ooh, the slide. So I'm holding my nose when the water's splashing. And all the kids are like, easy, hold your nose. Like, okay, fuck you kids. And I, um, went down one slide and then I got off of it and I thought, mm, that tasted and smelled like Delta. It was a Delta-y type of situation. To me, uh, I'm like, whoa, these kids are teeming with germs. <laughs> these fucking Petri dish of a slide area. So I kept my mask on, even though it was wet and I looked like a 
Perhaps something was the matter with this poor woman. She's at the children's park and she's wearing a very wet mask. <laughs> no one else is. And we're outside. Anyway, oh, Cliffs, thank you so much. What a good time. Uh, really, really fun uh, adventure. Um, and if and if you're visiting Albuquerque, go because it's just such a trip and it's not that expensive at all. It's it's a really fair price, I think, for the day. Uh, you can go for the day and they let you leave the park and come back in. Uh, so when me and my friend were leaving, like leaving, leaving in the afternoon, the, the girl who worked at the front, I'm pretty sure she was like thinking that we were going to walk out and smoke a joint and then come back in because the way she came at us, she's like, hey, you girls coming back in? You leaving for a minute? Come back in? And I was like, look at this chick. She's assuming that we're, I mean, we would have if we had brought a joint, but we didn't do that. We were just leaving. We're like, I'm hungry and tired. Like I was like six years old. I need a, I need a nap and a, I need a shower. Oh, those monkeys splash me. And, uh, and so it was a good time. It was a really good time. So thank you, Cliffs. Thank you, Albuquerque, once again, for giving me such a fun adventure. And it doesn't stop there. I did go and get uh, my doctor. I have a new doctor. I love that they call it your PCP. I mean, because I smoked PCP for so long in my life, and God bless that I'm still alive. Am I right? Come on. Hi, Jules. Oh, my God. I've been thinking about you so much. Um, I was so excited to get to go to this wellness center uh, for my new practitioner, my new doctor. Her name's Teresa, and she is at First Nations Wellness Center. First Nations. Now, I thought, are they going to let me in First Nations Wellness Center? Because I also, if, if you know me, you know one of my first ever, ever uh, shows was at a, a contest called The Best amateur African-American comedy contest in New York City at the New York Comedy Club. And when I was going there, I thought to myself, well, I mean, they can always ask me to leave. I know I'm not a black comic, but I'm coming because it says contest. And they let me stay. And I actually ended up winning, which it was wonderful for me. It was such a boost of confidence because you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just went up on stage and was telling stories and doing characters that I knew from my life. And I was hoping for the best. You know, and I was angry too. I was, I was pretty pissed uh, when I first started doing comedy. I was pissed for until like two weeks ago. I was very angry. <laughs> I have, I got to thank Albuquerque again for helping me become a little bit more comate. I didn't have this much um, peace to be able to sit with myself when I was living in Hollywood last. Now, also, Hollywood's my hometown. So, you know, when you go back to your hometown, there's going to be some crazy shit that comes up for you, maybe some ghosts, and I'm not even using that as a metaphor, like for real ghosts, you know, checking in on me, uh, people dying while I was there, people dying after I left. It was all bad. I, I mean, I didn't kill anyone. I just, just couldn't handle it. Uh, so, uh, First Nations Wellness, what a beautiful place that was. And uh, uh, again, I, I thanked the women who were taking care of me. It was all women. It was mostly Native and Hispanic women, Mexican women. And uh, they, uh, <laughs> and they uh, took such great care of me and were so delightful and uh, just lovely. And in the place, now listen, I'm going to bring it down for a second. Hang, hold tight. Message about to come. But New Mexico is one of the biggest child trafficking 
states in the country. And you know it's because there's mostly brown kids here. And it's really fucking sad to me because as Patrice O'Neill, may he rest in peace, uh, reminded us all the time, uh, white kids get looked for. Right. Um, so anyhow, so at the First Nations, they had all these flyers and all this wonderful stuff about, you know, how you could help or how you could, uh, uh, recognize a trafficker. Like there were all these things that were pretty intense, but I felt like it was really helpful. And when I was filling out my paperwork, a lot of the questions were about like how my living situation was or how my, uh, you know, if I was in a shelter or if I was getting abused by family or my partner. I mean, it was really, really love. I thought, you, like digging so deep into what, you know, I might need. And it was really nice. And uh, so I said to the women, <laughs> I said, when I was checking in, I said, uh, ladies, I just want to thank you for having me. Because I was really the only white person in the building. And they laughed and they go, of course, this is a center for wellness. We want you to stay well. And I was like, thank you so much. I said, this place is really beautiful. And they had all these gorgeous, uh, uh, like, indigenous artwork and uh, and languages on, on boards. It was just, it was very intense. For, for me, I, I'd never seen anything like this. And so, and of course, being Ellen Blake's daughter, she would be, oh God, Jesse, you are so blessed. You are so blessed to be in the, uh, hey, on my feed, your voice is way behind the video. Oh no, oh boo, I'm sorry, boo. I don't know. I, I don't know how this all works. I don't know how to bring it back. You know how the um, in The Wizard of Oz at the end, Dorothy goes to get Toto because he's run after a cat, but the wizard is going to take her in his balloon? Well, that's how I feel when he goes, he's up and he's up, up and away on the balloon, and he goes, I don't know how it works. That's kind of how I feel about this. Like... <laughs> goodbye everyone goodbye <laughs> and then Dorothy's like <laughs> oh but she had the power inside of her the whole time like we do stop it I know click your heels together boo-boos okay so First Nations what a blast they were and also so kind to me really in my uh neurotic anorexic uh, mind. Yes, I am calling myself an anorexic. I'm, I am not looking at now, but it's in your mind. I think it's what's it called dysmorphic, your dysmorphic mind. So I'm on the scale with the woman helping me, lovely uh, girl helping me, and nurse, and she says, she weighs me. And I gasp and scream the number out loud. And <laughs> yeah, eat a mushroom, bub. It'll help you uh, sink up the sinks. So uh, she uh, got me on the scale. I saw what the weight was on the scale. And listen, I haven't been weighed since, uh, uh, hey girl, hey, hey Joes, hey Bill. Um, I, have, I have not been weighed since, you know, before Quarquar. And listen, in Los Angeles, I was unhappy. I was stressed, I was anxious. I was working in West Hollywood. All of those things equal anorexia. So. I was much thinner and I've talked about it on the show before. It's an illness that I have. I blame it on Mama L because she was always like, oh God, I'm so fat. You know, she always, she was obsessed with her weight and P.S. She'd blame me for it. You know, you never can lose that baby weight. 
I'm 12. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? So I have a problem with my uh, body. I have dysmorphia and I have a, I have a very disruptive idea about the way that I look and I'm, and I deal with it and I'm looking at it. And so I'm on this scale at the first nations wellness center and this lovely nurse who's helping me says to the, don't believe shit on her. She's going to start talking shit. Okay. Josie is a medium and my mom bothers her constantly. So just PS, that's what we're talking about here. So my, so my weight comes up on the scale. Say it already, Jessica. The weight comes up on the scale. I scream it out loud in distress. And the girl looks at me and she goes, light as a feather. And I was like, oh my God. And she meant it. She meant it. She was, she was being real. I had to come down. And so I said to her immediately, oh my God. I said, thank you so much. I said, you're such a doll. God, you're a love. I said, you know, I'm, I am, what did I say? I'm mentally... (laughs) I'm mentally anorexic because I come from a very bad place called Los Angeles, California. And she started laughing so hard. And I was so happy to bring some, you know, I love bringing laughs wherever I go, kids. It's one of my things. Uh, But to be able to bring a laugh into a place where obviously most of the people that they do work with are very down on their luck. And I was very blessed to be there um, having this state help me with my uh, doctoral, doctoral things. So what they say is, uh, (laughs) I'm mentally fat. So what they say is, um, they say to me after they take like five vials of blood, they, they, you know, they do the blood pressure. They do the fucking, uh, oh, I'm, I'm mad waxy. I don't, I know this is sexy. Relax every, relax guys. I'm going to talk about my earwax right now. So I'll just try to calm down. Um, I'm very build up. I have a lot of build up. I'm it's cause I'm always working overtime. That's what I think. I think I'm like, I'm and I'm, and I'm, and I'm juicy, and I'm juicy, down in the juicy areas, oh, can, speaking of which, it's the one-year anniversary of WAP, 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 um, we'll get to that next, so, uh, they take all the shit out of me, and I'm a little woozy afterwards, uh, the doctor comes in, Teresa, she's great, she's a great lady, so sweet, and clear, and concise, you know, but she's feeling my, uh, what is the kidney and ribs? You know how they go under your shirt and I mean she wasn't feeling me up. Although, oh God, I would I would have loved it. So she's feeling my my and she's like any pain any pain and I'm like no, no, no. And she looks at me and I said, I said I'm so sorry Teresa, but no one has touched my abdomen in a year. So uh, she started laughing and I said. Hey, I'm going to take it where I can get it. So they, they check me out and they say, uh, okay. I mean, you know, check you out. And they say, uh, all right, well, well, the doctor says, okay, someone will call you if something's the matter, but if not, you'll just get a letter. So I was like, great. Thank you so much. So I, uh, I leave and that was on Friday and I, <laughs> <laughs> and I get a phone call this morning. Hi, Jessica, it's Crystal from the First Nations. Uh, please give me a call back when you can. <gasps> okay, so all of a sudden, I'm so freaked out all of a sudden. And this is interesting. When, when, when we can all see ourselves, do you know what I mean? When we, when we can all take a step back and see how insane 
uh, our minds are when we let them be. It's really, really something. Uh, so I got this message from this woman and immediately my mind goes to the worst thoughts that I could possibly muster about health. And, and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, then I could, I, I, I could probably die on the mountains. Like, okay, calm down. <laughs> what is the fucking, you just got a phone call. You might have weird, like, you know, cholesterol level might be high, like calm your ass down. But I realized how I was like panicking and it was interesting to step back and to notice how I had completely left the moment that I was, you know, I was very present before I got that, um, phone call. And I, and as soon as I got that call, that message, I was out of my mind and I, and I saw it and I thought, Oh, Jessica, calm down. You don't need to get this crazy girl. You don't need to, you got your show later. You're doing so much great stuff today. Just enjoy your Tuesday. Don't get all hung up in your head about the medical stuff. You'll be fine. Whatever it is, you'll be fine. But I, I couldn't, uh, calm that, uh, thinking. So I called Crystal twice. <laughs> Crystal, help! And uh, she answered on the uh, second call. And she said, oh, Jessica, I'm so glad you called back. You're looking for a counselor? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yes, please help me. (laughs) Obviously, I'm losing my mind. And so uh, she was saying, and I didn't realize it was her. Uh, She sounded about 13 years old. Her name was Crystal, which as you know, I'm not, a, I, that, okay. There was a woman who named her daughter, her daughter. I can't even talk because it's too much in Florida, of course. But this woman named her daughter Crystal Methany. I'm not joking. I couldn't make that up. So years ago, this got into my it was a, it was an earworm, crystal methany. So I never, I used to call myself, I'd be like, AKA crystal methany, like stop, you can't do that. So now that I have a woman who's like, I'm going to be your counselor. My name's crystal. I'm already, I have a blockage. Uh, so I'll go and have the first meeting. Cause you know, I want to be polite, <laughs> uh, but that'll be, that'll be it. That'll be it. Cause I can't, I, I, I can't. Um, I want to give a big loving thank you to uh, Hazel, Hazel Beauty. Uh, she invited me on to her live just in the just spur of the moment, and it was fantastic. On a Sunday, on what the fuck day was it? On Sunday, on the on the portal day, uh, Lionsgate eight 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 eight. Uh, she invited me on, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. She was doing some candle stuff, some rituals. We were talking about, you know, just everything fun, funny and silly and spiritual and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, Hazel Beauty, if you can go and follow her, she's a delight. Uh, also a big, uh, loving thank you to Christy, uh, Christy R. You know who you are. Christy R, you know who you are. Thank you so much for that beautiful piece of feedback that you uh, gave me. I posted it and I think it's getting, I think people are really psyched on, uh, on that. So thank you. So Hazel and Christy, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, as I said, one year uh, anniversary of WAP. That's wet ass pussy. That's right. And I'm still meeting grown women, females who are asking questions like, 
I don't get it. Macaroni in a pot. I don't get it. And I'm like, have you never had good, wet sex? What is the matter? Oh, my God. I start to worry about women. You know, in our country, we don't talk. We act, the, People acted like Cardi B and Megan Thee were, you know, coming for their children. What am I supposed to tell my daughter about WAP? Tell her everything, miss. I've said it before, and I'll say it again until I'm blue in the goddamn face. These kids are going to find out <laughs> either way. And if you don't tell them, who the hell is going to tell them? Hey, Jay. Uh, if you don't tell them, who the hell is going to tell them? And imagine your kid doesn't know anything about WAP, doesn't know anything about sex education, and, and is inundated with the bullshit from our last Cheeto, uh, you know, desperate Cheeto um with his porn stars and and nastiness all the way till today. If you have on the news and your kids in the room and they got Cuomo resigning for and look, I got God bless everybody out there. I am so sorry if someone touched you inappropriately. I myself have been touched inappropriately many times. It's not a good time. However, uh I also know that Italians are a little over the top, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like in a fucking sex way. It's like, hey, toots. I mean, if we, uh, hmm, I just want to talk about it more. Can we talk about it more instead of being like, no, yeah, and gah, and grr. You know, it really cuts the conversation uh, when no one's allowed to talk about it anymore. Um, 11 women, 11 women have come out and, sexual harassment of and I'm like I know I get it and I'm hard I'm horrified it's horrible don't do that and I know men in power women in power every everybody in power not everyone but a lot of people get corrupted and I have to say for uh you know the 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 history that's in the books in the last few years this guy doesn't seem so bad and they're all how do we get it so he's never gonna be in New York again and run again in New York like get the other guy Orangey is playing golf. Get him, you fucking knuckleheads. Anyway, there's some laughs in this house. <laughs> Not right now, but there were, and there will be again. I, I will. <laughs> Speaking of 8-8, eight, eight, the next day was 8-9, and you know what that means to me. Oh, it's such a special, special uh, memory of a man who I love and adore, and who, I don't think he's gone from this planet, but I haven't seen him in years. It is, yes, if you know, you know, it is Flacco. Flacco was so into, he was our junkie MacGyver at Criff Dogs when I worked at Criff Dogs. He was our junkie MacGyver. He could fix anything, but he was nodding out kind of half. It took an extra long time because he had a little nod going while he was fixing. But my God, he could, he built a whole situation. He was a builder, a, a fixer, a MacGyver of, of everything, electric, plumbing, whatever the fuck you needed, you call Flacco. But Flacco was also, obsessed with those numbers in sequence and every time we were together and there was a sequence in the numbers of the date he'd be like hey just eight nine <laughs> but he especially loved it when it was like uh we worked together during the early aughts so he'd be like hey just it's eight nine ten <laughs> and i was always like yeah flacco Oh my gosh, he was such a good time. You know what else is a good time? And I'm going to leave you with this because this is my last story to tell. Uh, I will just 
I will go to the grave uh, with this. And I and I thought it before she even had a documentary made about her. I thought she was just the fucking cat's meow. Okay, ready? Jackie Collins. Do you know her? Have you read her? Have you heard of her? Now, I'll tell you what. Ellen, Mama L, she hated that I read Jackie Collins. In the 80s when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, the, you know, Hollywood Wives, bitch, stud. These are the titles of her. <laughs> the world is full of married men. Lucky. There were all these books that she just churned out. And the reason I loved them so much, and not just because they were really easy to read, but because all of the all of her books had women in the power parts. So they were the ones that were like uh, in charge uh, business, in charge sexually. Like there were lines like, she swam up to him. He asked her, what's your name? She quieted him and said, don't ruin the mood. And then he swiftly, and then swiftly salt water bodies were rubbing against one another as he gently entered her. Ah, yes. Oh my God. I'm, I, let me tell you something. Yes, of course I touched myself to it also, but you know, we only had, who did we have girls? We had Nancy Drew and we had Judy Bloom, and two, those gals are great. And they're, and yes, they're telling us about our periods and they're making us like smart and mystery solvers. But these bitches were like getting theirs. They were pushing heads like lettuce. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and just getting it. Lucky Santiago. And so the documentary is all about that, you know? Joan Collins' uglier little sister. It's very intense. Their family life was so crazy. Uh, Joan being a big star, and then all of a sudden, Jackie being a big star. And the, the oh my God, the fucking women in the 80s that they interview that are online with the books, you know? And she talks to us. She's like, she's like what, what we're thinking. She's writing down, you know? It's really the giant hair, just so good. It's such a great documentary. It's called Lady Boss. And I have to say, I think we're coming back around to understanding that that's what's up because she got a huge backlash too at a certain point where everyone's like, this is not feminist. And she was like, yes, it is. And the thing about feminism, if I may, please, at the end of this show with my tatas and my tatas. Okay, ready? The thing about feminism is, ladies and gentlemen, just what is speaking on feminism. Uh, thing about it is, <clears throat> If you're a lady and you don't support other ladies, you're just not a feminist. But if you are, you are. It's not a fucking strict deal. There aren't all kinds of rules. You can't do this. You can't look sexy if you're a feminist. Wrong. You can't have a man if you're a feminist. Wrong again. There's all these fucking rules that people have set up and it's like, no. All we have to do is try to big up one another. Now, I'm talking a lot of shit right now because last week, if you watched the show, boy, I opened the show and I was hating on a bitch at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're human. That's another thing I'll say. We're all human. We make mistakes. We change on a dime. We, uh, our moods are wildly outrageous. So let's give ourselves a break. That's all I have to say. Always. I always like to say like Nell Carter, give you, give, give you a break. Um, give me a break. Uh, so, uh, yes. 
Um, if you're excited to watch more of me, I can't imagine you can't be so excited. Uh, later tonight, that's right. I'm, I keep going. After this, I have a big audition. I can't talk about it, but it's a big, it's, it's nice. And, but after that, you can tune in to the BS show. That's right. Like bullshit, but it's actually Buck Dangerous and Six have uh invited me well not really them i don't we don't know each other but the uh the uh, producer of the bs show has invited me up to uh partake in the live show of theirs tonight so it's buck dangerous and six and me and uh larry who's the producer and we'll be over on uh uh facebook live and um youtube so go to the BS show, find the BS show. You can see it in my stories. I've posted a couple of videos that they've sent me and I'll be there later. It's uh, eight o'clock in the mountains. So it is uh, seven o'clock in the Pacifics and 10 o'clock on the Easterns. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you're awesome, B. Thanks, BB. Um, you guys, that's it. That's it, humans. You guys, you gals, you they, you them, you human beings. Uh, everybody just ease up on yourselves so we can ease up on each other. And, uh, if you're, if you're taking care of yourself and you're, and you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting anyone else, you're doing great. Hey, I masturbated four times the other day. There are no rules here. It's still pandemic time. So just relax. I like to put out some things that I've done so that you don't feel bad. Maybe perhaps if you've done it. So just be kind, be nice, be lovely, uh, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others. And uh, if you see someone struggling, uh, try to hook them up, try to help them out. Oh, after the First Nations visit, I did go, now it might cancel out my loveliness, but I did go to the Dollar Tree and uh, buy 50 bucks worth of school supplies for the kids in uh who needed school supplies and i went and dropped it off at one of the drop-off places which is right near me high and dry brewery are accepting school supplies for the kids anything you can bring notebooks paper pens pencil erasers whatever the fuck so i went over there because i was thinking after my first nations visit how blessed i am how blessed i get to be at a doctor taking care of very nice people uh i have a car i can tootle around in there's food in my fucking fridge i got pals for my neighbors right here i got so much going on that i was like jessica instead of buying that extra bag of weed <laughs> Why don't you go get the kids some fucking school supplies? So I did, and I felt uh, so much better. Um, not to say I don't feel great after a bong hit, but, you know, volunteering, giving back, yeah, there's nothing like getting out of your own fucking crazy-ass head, right? So let's all be kind to each other. All right, I love you, and um, what you can do for me is this. Please share the show. Please share my show. It's for free. And maybe you laughed a few times. And if you did, don't you want to spread the laughter and the joy? Well, I would love to be spread open <laughs> all around town. Wait, that sounded wrong. Uh, so just uh, give me a share. Uh, give me a tag. And I love you so much for watching. I love you for listening. And uh, thanks, Jay. Uh, so much love. It's always hard for me to hang up. No, you hang up first. No, you. No, you. <laughs> I love you. I swear I'm loving you like so much. It's kind of insane.